Welcome to Top of the Line. This is the podcast version of our YouTube show. New episodes every Monday and Friday where we talk about audio and hi-fi related themes. If you have any requests for a future episode, send us an email, T-O-T-L at abyssheadphones.com. Okay, so we have a we have another a uh, another viewer question, oh. and uh, it's a simple one, really. Well, you could probably knowing us, it'll be complicated when we're done. But mm-hmm. hi, Abyss. There's a ton of new and used amps out there that people have recommended to me. What are some key things I should look out for when buying an amp, whether you new or used? And just just have an initial of T. T okay. for T, Mister T. So this probably is a good idea to go over like a best practice or just a general guide for headphone amp buyers because uh, there are new models all the time and there's a lot of change over in the headphone amp space stuff comes and goes prices change so it is very difficult to make an absolute recommendation on what to buy but what's going to work well that eh, mostly stays constant uh, so as long as you take a peek at the specs you could kind of get an impression if it's going to work well oh what's your favorite amp <laughs> out of anything <laughs> yeah good to pick one uh uh I guess it would be a WA33 Elite. Yeah. I would go WA33 JPS Edition. Wow. Yeah, because then I'd throw some baller cables on there, and I'm good with that, you know, Illuminata. That's that's what I have at home. I love it. It's my favorite. No, you got to go WA33 Elite JPS. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. That's wow. That goes, yeah, the that goes way mm-hmm. up there. Yeah. Yeah, because you got to get the little Elite nameplate that he puts on uh, it with the Elite. Uh, fancy. Yeah. It's but fancy. the internal wiring, and obviously the KR upgrade tubes, of course. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe the Tox, the Takasukis or whatever. Yeah, his yeah the standard their elites. They I don't know if they give you the choice of tubes. I really don't even freaking know. I don't, I don't think know. of it. <laughs> I don't know. Typically, the KR tubes only come with ours, as far as I know. But you can order anything you freaking want. You can order want. whatever you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you want the Tox, you could have both. You could change them out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And that that there and brings in the thing a tube rolling. Yeah, right? some people do. I yeah. tried. I did that on, on my 33 when they first came out with it. I had a full set of the, what the hell's the name of Taka something? They're Japanese Yeah, tubes. Takasuki. Takasuki. Yeah, I had a full set of those at first for a while. And then when I got uh, KR, uh, when I was working with KR to develop the, the KR tube for the WA33, um, it just was way, it, it's got bigger impact, harder impact, where the tocks are a bit more softer and lighter and more mm-hmm. delicate and airy. And here you got more power and grunt and force and you know, and still, you still get some of the air, but you, the trade-off is the tox are us, you know, a little more lighter, mm-hmm. lighter in terms of their base impact, but very airy, very airy, very spacious. And the KRs are, are still spacious, not as much as the tox, um, but the base impact is crazy hard with the, those speeds, just quite a difference, especially with the rectifier tube. So, so personal preference, really. Yeah. So that's, that's the kind of the cool thing about tube amps is you can do that. I haven't tried all the available two yeah. A3s, but you know, um, I used to do the same thing with the old, uh, the not old, but they still make the WA5 tube amp too, and it's a 300B yeah. design. Mm-hmm. Same deal, you can get some, you can spend three grand on freaking tubes for that thing, so you know, it gets pricey, but a lot of people like doing that, so that's the beauty of a tube amp. Um, but pros and cons there though, yeah, yeah, well, as sure. a general guide, tubes can be complicated, um. If there's a kind of thing you want to have on all day, every day, tubes do degrade over time. They wear out and they fail, like a light bulb kind of. Um, so if you put a huge amount of hours on it, 
you either need to plan on replacing them yeah. or move to solid state. I mean, usually I think they'll run for thousands of hours, but there's no givens. Yeah. Right. You know, it well, depends. It depends, yeah. It depends on the amp design. It depends on the depends tubes. depends on the design and the thermal cycles, the use. There's a lot going on there that yeah. you, know, you never know. So, yeah, mm -hmm. be prepared to, to drop a few thousand dollars. It's like tires on a car, right? you got a high-performance car. car. Yeah. You're going to go through tires in a year, and that's normal drive. Yeah. <laughs> Not like on a track. Oh, yeah. We go through tires in a, in a session. So I just talked to a guy about that today, actually. Yeah. Yeah, got my car inspected, and he's like, you're going to need new tires this summer. Yeah. But they pass. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, you've been doing too many uh, quick well, turns. Maybe. Yeah, cornering kills tires, man. Well, on the outside of it. You know, okay. Torque We kills didn't quite get to the general guide that we were supposed to do. Oh, yeah, what are we talking about? <laughs> Where were we? Headphone amp requirements and recommendations. Yes. Well, the first thing is you need to know what your specific headphone requires in terms of power and impedance and such so and then i guess the second part is do you want to go tube or solid state you know yeah usually you have an idea which way you want to go on that but yeah and if you my suggestion is if you just got the headphone or you're just getting it you, you don't know you might want to talk to the people that are selling you the headphone or the manufacturer of the headphone because they they point you in the right direction flipping coins and reading forum posts isn't exactly the the best way to go there's a lot when you're brand new at this yeah there's a lot, a lot of options <laughs> yeah but the best start is you want to make sure you got a reasonable amount of power oh there's really two things to consider with the headphone the driving characteristics as we'll call it are primarily determined by the impedance and the sensitivity so the impedance being more or less the electrical resistance to flow uh, the higher it is, the harder it is to jam power through the headphone. Uh, so if you have a high impedance, you need more voltage than you do current. More gain. Yeah. More gain, you might right. call it. Yeah, but it depends on the amp design. Right. Some portable amps won't drive high impedance headphones because they just don't have enough they voltage. They don't have voltage. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes you'll see this. You'll see a voltage requirement or voltage output of an amplifier, and they'll tell you. Some are really low, like 1 volt, 2 volt, 3 volts. Others like 100. You're going to have more, you might have more of an issue with a portable device. Right. On high impedance headphones, they just don't, they're running off a battery. They don't have the voltage. Most of them. Some There's, do. There are exceptions. Yeah, some do. The FI Diablo just came out, and it's... Isn't like 11 or it 12 volts steps or up the voltage, like plus um, or minus 15 or something really high. Is it 15? I think so. Mm. Yeah, it's really high. But both matter. Because if you have voltage but you don't have power, well, you still can't drive demanding headphones. Right. Below that, power is typically your primary concern. You don't need to worry that much about voltage. Um, most headphones are in the 30 to 60 range a lot of times. Those are more or less considered traditional impedance headphones. Well, with some hard-to-drive headphones like our 1266... And I think the Cesvara is like known to be like that, and a few others. There's a, there's a number, mostly planers, I think, are the ones that are, have the high-end planers, the ones that are hard to drive. You need power and voltage. <laughs> you, need yeah. a, yes. you, need a, you need an amp. Yeah. You need both. Yes. You can't get away with one or the other. You can get away with can, one or the other. You can. But it, it's not optimal. Yeah, you're not, really, you're not really driving a headphone to yeah. its full capabilities. So the other factor with headphones that's typically discussed is the efficiency and typically, um, anything under around 90-something dB per milliwatt is considered to be low efficiency. By the way, I just thought of something. We should be say that we are discussing what they consider to be dynamic 
headphone dynamic drivers or pointer drivers where not electrostats, which are yeah, high that's voltage. A whole different thing. Yeah. yeah, those are that's a that's a specialized amplifier. We're not discussing that. Right. So we are discussing things that are more dynamic, drive, driven in nature, not electrostatic. There's a few specialties you out know? there, like um, any of the ribbon headphones or planar magnetic. Or yeah, that's right. That one ribbon needs that one ribbon needs like a few hundred watts of amplification mm-hmm. power. Those are very different. It basically, it needs a yeah. big speaker amp. It has a transformer. Yeah. You'll go between it. It's a completely different freaking design. Right. Yeah. Well, but people that pretty people clear. that get that are going to be yeah. They're going to yeah. If they don't know it, they're going to be in for a rude awakening when they go to hook that up. <laughs> yeah, you don't plug that into a one watt no. headphone. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to cut it. Yeah, you won't hear a damn right. thing. So, yeah. so but anyway, generally, you don't need to yeah. worry about these so things. We're, we're talking about a majority of headphones. The vast majority. Yeah, not the outliers yep. <laughs> or the various the different des- electrostatic designs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could talk about that, but yeah, we don't make them. So maybe a future episode. Yeah, maybe. Well, with electrostatics, the real redeeming quality there is. The amplifiers are made around a limited number of headphones. They're all kind of more or less similar enough that for the most part, you don't see the quite the, the range you do with dynamics and planar magnetics. Planar magnetics, you could have high impedance, low efficiency, high impedance, high efficiency, low impedance, high, and low impedance, low efficiency. It's just, you have the full range. It's quite the mixed bag. Yes. Like you could get anything. You get something that's crazy easy to drive. You could drive with a toothbrush, something that needs 400-watt monobox or something we to drive do have, We do have a solution. You get one of these babies, and it'll drive anything. Hmm. Just well, about anything, you know, except for, for the most part, yeah. except for 200 watt. It's uh, not you know. crazy powerful, but it's, but, it's you powerful know, like enough. The Formula S is, is made for our 1266, right. which is one of the least efficient low impedance headphone pointers out there, right? Yeah. I mean, and that, and then the WA33 we talked about, we were that's what that that's would got a lot yeah, more that, power. That than thing's got <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's a that's a big tube amp, and it'll it'll play. To ear splitting levels. Yes, it, it will. You know, it's yeah, it's on got, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Because it's it's got a switch for high impedance, low mm-hmm. impedance out. So it, it you can tailor it for the for the load, high gain, low gain. So you know, so yeah. Anyway, bottom line is you get to the when you get to the le- the level when you start looking at the multi thousand, you know, and up range of amplifiers. They're most of them are pretty much driven. With there are some exceptions, but most of them are. Are made to drive pretty much anything, right? But well, there are some exceptions. Like we've seen some manufacturer amps that go for a few grand that only drive their own headphone. Yeah. They have they have a high output impedance or something. Mm-hmm. They're they're useless when you plug in a low impedance headphone, and it's kind of weird why you would do that. But you're doing it for to make it for your headphone. It's not for whatever reason. It doesn't seem to be marketed like that. So it's kind of confusing because we get that all the time where people ask me, well, well, they've got the headphone, right, made for something else, mm-hmm. made by another company. And they're like, will this work, will this work your headphone? And I got to tell them no. I wish I could tell them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no problem. You're all set to go. Then they're like, shit, I got to sell this thing. I got to get another amp. You know, it's a barrier to trying other headphones. Yes. So kind of sucks in that respect. So you might want to check. When, you're, when you are getting a headphone, you're spending the kilobuck range. You just might want to ask somebody to look into what the specs are on it to see if it, you know, if it is more of a universal design where it can drive other headphones, assuming you're going to get other headphones at some point in the future. Well, yeah. You know? Typically, one of the biggest factors people talk about when they're looking at an amp is power. You always see it brought up. People always seem to think that more power is more better. And that might be hmm. the case. You might want a lot of power, but if you have a high-sensitivity headphone that doesn't need a lot of power, having 10 million watts it really doesn't matter. It doesn't help. It provides you no value. Well, it actually could be worse. Could be. <laughs> well, you yeah. run into the, you know, you only this is the volume yeah, range you're you barely got. cracking the volume. <laughs> yeah, really. You're at the yeah. bottom of the volume yeah. control. Yeah. Right. 
Well, bottom line is because you have too much gain, too much power for the headphone, right? That, yep. that particular headphone, mm -hmm. which would be a high-sensitivity headphone. It doesn't require that much power, and here you got a monster amp. So that would be a kind of a, that would be something you, that would be a negative to having a big amp if you have a known headphone that requires very little power to drive. Like there's there's IEMs out there too, which, which yeah. we didn't even cover in ears, which require very little power to, to fill your ear canal with sound. Yeah, milliwatts, right. yeah. trivial amounts of power. Yeah. And so you could drive those with almost anything. Yeah, they're easy. Yeah, right. noise floor becomes a big problem. Now. Right, so now noise is an issue more yeah. than the power of the amp. And, and unfortunately, the more powerful an amp, the more they tend to generate noise because there's more gain there, there's more electronics Usually, yeah. there. So yeah, so you got to be careful with that's another thing to think about is the how efficient how efficient is your uh, you know and I mean some of these I guess are approaching the numbers go are measured in dB for efficiency. So typically you know anything around 90 dB is inefficient, very inefficient. Mm -hmm. You get to the around 100 dB range and now you're getting like pretty average pretty much doesn't require a ton of power at 100 or so dB. And some of the IMs have reached 115 yeah. or up, which is that you don't need barely anything for that efficiency. You know? Now, that's not to say you don't need a good amp for it. But right. It's just power isn't a big factor. Right. 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 So right. that is a troubling one, because for some reason, people always think you need a huge amplifier to drive a lot of loads, and that's not the case. Plenty really don't need super powerful amps. I would say power matters, but not as much as a lot of people think. A lot of other attributes matter more. Yeah, and I guess it's because we make planers that happen to be very low efficiency. We're in mm. the we're in the ninety dB or under range, and we're a low impedance. Mm. Both of those factors mean low impedance, low efficiency, high power. Mm -hmm. Yes, and then vice versa. I guess that's the easy way to look at it, right? High efficiency. High efficiency is lower power needs. Yep. So it's the, kind of the inverse. Efficiency and amount of power you need are the inverse of each other when it comes to amplifiers. Now, some amps get around this by having a switch or something, you know, for, for, gain. for gain. But that doesn't mean it's going to necessarily be quiet uh, on the lower. Yeah, like the Formula S has a low and high gain switch. Yeah. I'm not sure what it's switching That's between. Common. But I think it's a, I think it changes about, about 5 or 6 dB. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I, I don't remember the spec, but. But even then, it's still, even at low gain, it's still a big amp. has a yeah. huge power supply. If you were driving an IEM or yeah. something very, very sensitive, this wouldn't be the amp. Yeah. And that's the case for a lot of stuff that works well for low-efficiency planar magnetics. It just doesn't work well for IEMs. So if you want yeah. one thing that'll drive a wide range, it's tough. Yeah. You kind of need something in the middle. Maybe it won't be the best at driving the low-efficiency loads, yeah. but it probably won't be the best at driving the high-sensitivity. Well, you remember, remember Alex Cavalli, right, a long time ago. I think I've quoted this once in a review where he says, he's like, Joe, you know how hard it is to make an amplifier <laughs> that'll drive a load between 16 ohms and 300 ohms? I'm like, no, Alex, how hard <laughs> is it? Because, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Apparently pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah, obviously, obviously it's... For amp designers, they know very well to, 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 to recover that kind of range of impedance and efficiencies well, is not really something that one design can do. Well, and well. cover it well. That's right. the thing. It can't do it. So basically then, then all that means is if you're going to play with all these different headphones and IEMs, you're going to need a lot of amps. That's all. Well, that's one way yeah. around it, yeah. yeah. Two or three, I'd Two say. Two or three is kind of the number if you want 
a million different headphones and right. IEMs. So. Don't even bother yeah. trying to find one that's going to do it all. It's not going to work because you're going to trade off somewhere. You have to. It's the way it works. Mostly, yeah. Yeah. You could get an amp that will drive most planar magnetics, maybe most dynamics, maybe most IEMs. But when you change driver types, a lot of times the characteristics that follow them mean they have very different requirements for an amplifier. It's confusing as hell. It unfortunately is. And yeah. we suggest you look at the, you know, at least speak to the people you're purchasing the headphone from and see what they like to use with it or what's good with it. You know, that's the best place to start. At least get it narrowed down. You don't want to come in. Well, I, you know, I see this all the time. People get really confused because they're coming in like they don't even know where to begin. You know, mm -hmm. they're, they're like, okay, I saw what you guys saw your amp recommendation. You know, we did a tier list. In fact, yeah. we should probably post that video. Will be a link to be posted and on, underneath this one, we did a tier list, and a lot of we did narrow down at least for our world, our headphones, how each of these amps we talked about sounded, which was kind of cool for people. But I get I get the question all the time where people even even given that list, which might only have eight or ten pieces in it, people are still confused because now okay, they said all this about all these amps. I still don't know what to get. You know, I just don't know what to get. And uh, and I get that. You're spending a lot of money, and you don't want to make them a mistake. So mm -hmm. that, you really got to contact somebody at that point. There's just there's no way to narrow it down in a video, obviously, because we've tried that. It depends you know? on your exact situation. depends on yep. where you want to use it, how you want to use it, what you want to use it with. Yeah, and looking forward, too. What do you plan on doing in the yeah. future? If Are anything? you never going to change your headphones? Sure. Or do you want to get headphones in all the time? Yeah, you yeah. want to bring it with you. Yeah, if you just want <laughs> to optimize the system for this one headphone, yeah, no problem. Like you can narrow that down yeah, right yeah, away. That's easy. Yeah. But as soon as you introduce multiple variables, no one can. It's confusing for anybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you ask. It is very difficult. So it's still a lot of things to take into consideration. Yeah. yeah. So the best bet I think at this level is concentrate more on where, what your sound you're trying to go after. What headphone do you think you're going to want? Then optimize a system around that. It's kind of like two channel and speakers. Well, same thing. Yeah. Nobody really optimizes a system around three or four pairs of speakers. It's I usually, usually one. Not. It's usually one pair because it's hard to do, and it's hard. It's just as hard, if not worse, with headphones because there's uh, there's just too many different headphones, you know. So anyway, I think yeah. that's about as good as we could cover it in a video. Mm. I think Otherwise, it would be like three hours. Yeah, It's a right. three-hour-long video yeah. if you yeah. want to cover everything. <laughs> yeah. It's very complicated, Yeah, because we would need to draw a lot of lines between amps and headphones <laughs> and crisscross. Yeah. And oh, one of those boards with the strings. Yeah, the, right. Yeah. yeah, and it would be string art in the yeah. end. It would be still meaningless to look at. So, but Generally speaking, out in the real world, people are limited by the choices they have available in the price range they have available. So if you're buying $100 headphones, you're probably in that same range of amps. You're not buying $10,000 amps. You're not buying two dollar amps. Sure, for right? the most part. For the most part, you're gonna spend fifty, hundred bucks if you're buying yeah, hundred dollar amps. Probably, yeah. So that kind of limits your choices already. Uh, you kind of need to look in that vein. You need to figure out what other people are using, what makes sense, what other people recommend. That's a decent start. You could contact the manufacturers, have a chat. That usually works pretty well. But unfortunately, they're typically gonna sell you something either they sell or they make. Sure. Um, so you need to take that into account. Thing. Not necessarily bad, but you need to take if into account. If they're smart, they're going to sell what works with their stuff. Mm -hmm. you know? The headphone manufacturers want to sell you something that works, that works well. Right. Right. The amp manufacturers want to sell most, you what they make. As do most dealers. Yeah. I mean, the dealers that do headphones, that's kind of what they do. They, they're already going to know what is most popular given a headphone. Mm -hmm. You know, it isn't necessarily the best thing you could buy. But it's what they sell that's most popular, given a headphone. Yes. They're pretty smart. They know about it. Because technically speaking, a lot of the companies, they have a 30-day trial or whatever. So they don't want to see stuff come back. So it's, it's in their best interest 
to, to try to get you into the, exactly what you need at the first first run, first yeah, go first course. go around. You know, so that's where you want to start is if you if you're not unsure, ask. And that goes for connecting all these things too. You know, we even cover the options like balanced and RCA inputs, oh, yeah. uh, multiple different outputs. You've got yeah, quarter inch, you got three point five millimeter, you got dual three pin, you got four pin balance. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you got a plethora of connections yeah. too that you got to deal Especially with. Especially if you have multiple headphones with different connectors, yeah. and you want to use one amp with them, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. so it is very confusing. Yeah. I get that, you know, right. it, it's tough. So unfortunately, it's beyond the scope of a single video to be able to cover this. And but you narrow it. See, I, I remember back in the day when I used to work for a living. Right, I used to put in. Uh, I was in, in, working in a school one time, and uh, a high school. Let's call it. All right, and we, I had to install. They have speakers in every room, hundreds and hundreds of wires coming into the main office, going to a rack full of gear, right? So the so the principal could go in the morning going, hi, students, how you doing? And play mm-hmm. the national anthem, whatever the hell mm-hmm. you do in the morning, right? Morning announcements. Yeah, so anyway, so so I would have, my job was to go in there and pull out this 1960s vintage freaking rack full of gear that doesn't work anymore, mm-hmm. where it's every time the principal gets on the PA, right? And replace it with all brand new stuff. And the, the easiest way to do this was because nothing was really labeled properly. It was all like just a, you're talking 25 pair cables coming in, hundreds of wires. You take the wire cutters, you cut all the goddamn wires right off. That's it. Just start from scratch. And they're all luckily twisted pair. So you know two of them go somewhere. All right, you just got to figure <laughs> out. So this, and that's the, that's the ticket, right? And I, remember, I remember pulling a whole rag out. You got all these wires in there, and people would work in the office go, how the hell do you know what those wires are? And I'm like, Two at a time. Yeah. <laughs> and just do them two at a time. You go to two wires. You, you hook up the system. You listen to it. You make a like a, a frigged system. You listen to it. If you hear audio, those lines are active. There's a speaker at the other end. Then you talk on it. You go, hi, what room is this? The teacher would answer room so-and-so. Okay, now I know what this room is. You connect those wires to a switch that's marked that room. And bottom line is you do it two wires at a time mm-hmm. until you have the entire school mapped out in front of you and then you just hook it up so that's that's, that's kind of it's kind of the way it is here oh. you start with the headphone gotta okay. start somewhere and yeah. you, then you start looking at amplifiers now you figure out what cable connector you need to connect the headphone to the amplifier yeah and uh that's pretty much it it's it gets less complicated when you look at it one step at a time that's true rather the whole big picture just absorbed it is easier, at once. Yeah. Yeah. you can't do it usually people have an idea of what headphone they want what headphone they have what headphones they like and so usually you got a decent idea of what you need to drive with your amp, and it really narrows it down. If you're driving IEMs, totally different requirements from yeah. planar magnetics. And uh, there's only a handful of stuff that drives each or the other really well. Um, so it's, and like a broad scale, it's confusing. There's a million different amps. But when you narrow it down to the, like, the price range you're in and what you want to drive, there's only a few. So I don't know, I guess figure one category out and work down to the next. One step at a time. One yeah. step at a time. Something like that. That's yeah. all you can do. Yeah. <laughs> and then it actually will fall into place. It's way simpler than you think. It can be. <laughs> yeah, well, or you can make it as complicated. You can make it as complicated. I've seen people yeah. make it complicated. Yeah. 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 So that's okay, too. Just expect to spend a little more money if it gets complicated. A little money at a time. time. <laughs> a yeah. little more time, yeah. But in the end, it'll probably turn out. you know. And if it don't, eh, you could always get a different amp. It's always an option. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always that. It's not the end of the world. Same with the headphone. You can always get a different headphone, too, to fit the amp you just bought. So it could go yeah, away. That's an option, too. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So it's not the end of the world. Anyway, everybody, we appreciate you watching. And please give us a thumbs up. 
we could use a few more subscribers here and there. So uh, by all means, subscribe to us so you know what's coming next. And uh, beyond that, take care of yourselves. Thanks. Bye.